Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. This is uh, Fishing for Men with Mac. And welcome to the second episode of the new year. It's January 2021. It's Friday, the 15th of January. And today I'll be talking about perhaps one of the greatest evidences for life after death. And to be honest, I cannot believe that I've never really thought about this. We're going to talk about near-death experiences and what that means. Anyways, hope you are well. Please message me on this podcast if you need any prayers. I know many who would love to pray for you. I would love to pray for you. Lots of people are going through a hard time. Many people have died this year. Maybe a loved one of yours. Um, this virus is wild. And if you recently lost a loved one, you might just find today's podcast very beneficial. Let me start by clarifying a few things and laying out the dilemma between atheism and theism. For those of you joining us the first time, let me just define that quickly for you. Theism, you believe that there is a God. Atheism believes that there is no God. Atheism seems to be growing. Well, Christianity is also growing, but atheism seems to be growing because of science. People don't want to believe in something unless it can be proven. And touched, and since God cannot be touched and cannot be scientifically proven according to the opinion of some, therefore God does not exist. Atheism, therefore, is founded on what we call materialism. Well, what is materialism? Materialism says that nothing exists that you can't touch. You can't touch it, it doesn't exist. Um, if It is also founded on naturalism. Naturalism is this, only this world exists. Nothing outside of it. So do you get that? Materialism uh, says if you can't touch it, it's not real. Naturalism says there's nothing that exists outside of our universe, our physical material universe. And these ideas are then obviously backed up by evolution. And evolution says that we randomly evolved. We are only animals, nothing more. In other words, we don't have souls. You see, because you can't touch a soul. You can't prove scientifically that you have a soul. Therefore, you don't have a soul. Uh, we are only biological creatures. We are chemical machines. The reason, therefore, why people don't want to believe in anything else is because it can't be proven. But there is something that has been statistically proven and physically tested that proves we are more than just flesh. That there is life beyond death. That there is a realm apart from the physical world. In other words, it debunks materialism and it debunks naturalism. And scientists don't know what to do with it. They have provided more than 20 explanations for it. And the reason why there are so many explanations is because they don't find anyone that sticks. They haven't found an answer. Are you ready for the drum roll? It is. The documented near-death experiences of thousands of people. Now, you obviously didn't expect that, right? Especially coming from a Christian. Uh, if you like me, you've heard many people say, Well, you know, I died and I saw this and I saw that. And you've, you've basically not uh, believed in that. Well, let's uh, continue talking about it. So, give me a chance. What got me... Um, Onto this is a documentary that I'm busy watching on Netflix. Now, uh, I know a lot of Christians throw stones at Netflix. Great, I agree. There's a lot of stuff on TV, on the news. They're not good. I try to look for the for the good stuff whenever I have a platform, whether it's DSTV or show, 
show max or whatever i try to look for what is good you know you eat the meat and you spit out the bones right and this is just one of those documentaries that was so interesting for me because it's based on real life now if i want to watch a uh, I relax and just watch something then I scroll through the documentaries usually and there was a book written by a lady named Leslie Keen and you can go buy this book and um, she she's an investigative journalist that seems to be very interested in the paranormal and in UFOs she researched and then wrote a book called surviving death and I think that book was then turned into this documentary that I'm currently watching the series is is filled with things like mediums and reincarnations and things like that you know that's the the bones that i just spit out but the thing that interested me the most is this idea of near-death experiences if you go watch the first um episode um you will see what i mean did you know i didn't know this that there are faculties at universities that study this they are dedicated to study life after death i didn't know that they are dedicated to study near-death experiences. So this is a legit science. You know, and you'll, you'll meet atheists. I spoke to atheists the other day about this. He said, uh, which, which scientist would, would engage in pseudoscience that, that deals with near-death experiences? Obviously, this guy doesn't know that some of the greatest universities in the world have faculties dedicated to this. So people are studying this because they want to find out what is happening. How can we explain the fact that people die and have experiences after they've died, come back and then tell us about it? The first story that comes up, and I would encourage you to go look at it, is about a, a lady that went kayaking on a river and she got stuck underwater after going down a waterfall. She was dead for more than 30 minutes. Now, if you've studied a little bit and you go speak to a doctor 30 minutes, you're dead for 30 minutes. You're dead for 30 minutes. That means no breathing. breathing, No brain functioning. Dead. Heart isn't operating. And listening to her testimony as to what she experienced, she said she saw people on the other side. She found herself in a place of amazing love and comfort. That there were spirits speaking to her. She didn't know if those spirits were people or, or that they were angels or whatever. And while this was taking place, um, she also could see that the people that were trying to resuscitate her. In other words, she, you know, you've heard these people that say they came out of their body and they float on top of their body and they look down at their bodies, you know. Um, and that was quite an interesting story for me. Now, if you like me, you would say, yeah, she made that up. That is rubbish. She was dreaming or she is lying. Well, first of all, it's impossible for her to dream since her brain was dead. She was dead for more than 30 minutes. No brain functioning. In other words, there's no misfiring. There's no firing in the brain between the synapses. And that is what stuns scientists. They don't know what to do about it. They don't have an explanation. Let's say that she was lying. Well, that is possible, except that there has been thousands of people that have recorded similar experiences that basically almost record to the detail the same event. Are they all lying then? Are they in contact with each other from all over the world to continue with the lie and say, hey man, I hope that you get a near-death experience and you've got to copy what I said. No, it's no lie. These people genuinely had these experiences. That is what I believe. That is what these scientists believe. 
Whether they believe in God or not, they believe that these are legitimate experiences. And you know what the coolest thing for me was about this lady? She said she didn't want to come back. So in other words, she, she almost, I can't remember what she said. I think she said that the, these beings told her to rather go back. And she said, no, she doesn't want to. She loves it here. Okay. Um, so the experience and the feelings and the peace that she said she experienced was beyond comprehension. She felt safe. And that got me thinking, what if the people we tried to keep alive would actually be better off if they died? Now, as a Christian, I believe the other side is real and great. But this story really brought it home for me. I don't have to fear the other side. I should be excited for the other side. I now understand Paul and Stephen as well, right? Stephen, he's, he's smiling and he's looking up to the heavens and he sees heaven open and they're stoning him to death. And the text says he fell asleep. We see Paul, who not only wrote it a few times that Jesus is coming back for those who long for his return, he seems to imply that there are people so excited to die. And then you look at Paul and he's saying, you know what, uh, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He says, I'd rather die than be on this planet. Now it starts making sense to me. Because a guy like Paul has been to heaven. He records that in the book of 2 Corinthians where he talks about being taken up to the third heaven and experiencing and seeing things that words are not allowed to speak of. Please note, I'm not saying that this woman went to heaven or whatever. I don't know what her faith was about. Um, but let's leave that out of the equation. Let's go a little bit deeper and look at the research. Near-death experiences are reported about in, in about 17% of those who nearly die. These occurrences has happened all over the world. It's happened to atheists and to priests, to adults and to children. No two of these near-death experiences are exactly the same, but there are characteristic features that are commonly observed in them. And those characteristics include things like a perception of seeing and hearing apart from the physical body, passing into or through a tunnel, encountering a mystical light, intense and generally positive emotions, a, re a review of part or all of their prior life experiences, encountering deceased loved ones, and a choice to return to their earthly life. Now there's a website called... N-D-E-R-F, so NDERF, I can't remember what it stands for. But that website provides space for people to go and record their near-death experiences. And from the results of that website, nine lines of evidence have been suggested. <coughs> In other words, these are some things that make this legit. The f let's start with number one. I'm going to read it like it's stated on the website so that I don't use my own words. First of all, lucid, organized experiences, while unconscious comatose or clinically dead according to science and yes here's the point people have experiences mental experiences psychological experiences while their brain is dead now according to science if your brain is dead you shouldn't be able to think or to experience anything do you get the dilemma all right they can see you are dead your brain is dead but yet you think something. Now, how is it possible for us to think something if our brains are dead? And that's the problem that science has. Number two, seeing ongoing events from a location apart from the physical body while unconscious. We call that an out-of-body experience. Many of these people record out-of-body experiences. Some of these reports of people show how they... Uh, 
the people say that they actually, when they were dead, they elevated above their bodies and they came back, listen to this, and they could draw a picture of who was standing where in the room while they were dead. They could say the doctor was standing there, the nurse was standing there, my mom was standing there. They could point out where this, how is that possible if you are dead? The third thing was this, near-death experiences with vision in the blind and supernormal vision. One research study found that out of 14 people born blind, nine of them described seeing various things while they were dead. Most people describe seeing colors that are inexplainable, that they've never seen before, brighter than even in normal life. How do you explain that, that a blind person can describe things that they've never seen? Unless it is true that they've got souls and somehow they went to another place, the place of the dead, like the Bible calls it, and saw things there, which we know is possible because Paul spoke about it. Then there's near-death experiences that occur while under general anesthesia. Brain scans show it is physically impossible to have lucid memories while, while under general anesthesia. How do people explain that? Then there's near-death experience and life reviews. People often review their lives in the third person to perfect accuracy. Now, I don't know if you've ever dreamed before. Now, I've dreamed quite a few times before. I never dream perfect, accurate information about my life. My dreams are usually a little bit warped and skewed and a little bit different. The characters might be true, but the specific events are never the same. How is it possible that your near-death experience brings you back and you feel like you've dreamt a review of your life in perfect sequence? There's something there. Then there's encountering deceased loved ones in near-death experiences. How do you explain that? Then there's near-death experiences of young children. And this is important because they've surveyed children um, under the age of five who speak about their near-death experiences that are almost exactly the same as, as the adults that have been also uh, questioned. And why is that important? Because a child has not been uh, influenced to have specific religious or cultural ideas of, of death. And so they couldn't have been trained to think those things. Cross-cultural study uh, of near-death experiences is also uh, very important, which gives evidence for this. If near-death experiences were considerably influenced by pre-existing religious and cultural beliefs, it would be expected that there would be significant differences in the content of near-death experiences from different cultures around the world. And what that means, I hope you get that, is that we've got Chinese and Christians and we've got Muslims and atheists all people, all types of people from different cultures, from different races, from different religious backgrounds, they have near-death experiences and they record the same type of things. All right? So you can't say that these experiences are influenced by a Christian worldview, for example. And then lastly, there are near-death experience after effects. In other words, these people that have experienced near-death um, experiences... How does that influence the rest of their lives? Well, research has shown that people who have had a near-death experience statistically have a reduced fear of death, increased belief in life after death, interest in the meaning of life, acceptance of others, and they were more loving and empathetic. 
In other words, these people who experience life after death are much more like you would experience a Christian to be than they were before they experienced that. It's interesting because now suddenly they definitely believe there's life after death. Number two, they're not really actually scared of death anymore because they've been there and it's actually quite pleasant. It's better there than here. And now they wonder, but what is the purpose then of life? Why are we here temporarily? And they also accept others better. So what's the big point that I'm trying to bring home with this? So without getting into theology and into heaven and hell, the point I'm trying to raise is this. How can people have conscious experiences if their brains are dead? Okay? Because atheism says that you are nothing if your flesh dies. In other words, when your brain dies, then all your thoughts and experiences die too. Your psychology is dead. They say there is no soul. There is no consciousness. There is no other world. This flies straight in the face. This is science flying straight in the face of atheistic scientists or scientists who, uh, or atheists who hold on to science. The studies on near death experiences nails it to the coffin. 95.6% of the people who participated in the research above stated that they are 100% sure their experience was real. So this isn't phony nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. The truth is that something continues to live when our bodies die. In Christianity, we call it the soul. Consciousness is real and science doesn't know where to place it. So next time that you talk to an atheist and he says, do you know, it can't be proven that we've got souls, etc., you just point them to near-death experiences and you point them to the great universities who've got, that's got faculties dedicated to study that in a scientific way. One of the great scientists of the world, NASA's chief rocket engineer, in an interview stated that he believes in life after death. He gave three reasons. He said, number one, because he believes in God. Number two, because Jesus was a real historical figure. And thirdly, because of near-death experiences. Scientists agree on this. They can't answer this question. It proves that we are more than matter, ladies and gentlemen. We are more than biological, chemical machines. And what's interesting for me is that my stepfather had the same experience. He died, I think, two years ago in the hospital here at Hillcrest Hospital. He uh, uh, had something done in his heart. It wasn't a, a major surgery. It was an open heart surgery. It's I can't remember what you call it, but you go, it's intravenous. And they had to resuscitate him three times. And he said that, and I spoke to him before I did this podcast. I asked him, How did it, what did it feel like? He said, it feels like there's no weight. He says, it's, it's so peaceful. He said, uh, he said, there's like a light, a shining light, but that light was me. So people use very abstract words or ideas to explain it to us because it's, it's otherworldly. It's, it's not of this world. He said, he said, it's the most peaceful experience he's had. And he didn't want to come back. He was great if he didn't come back. He said he's no longer scared of death. In actual fact, he looks forward to it. Now, I don't believe it is wise to not meet God before you go. So I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you've got God on your side and you know Him, you're right with Him, 
Yeah, don't be scared of death. You've got nothing to lose but everything to gain. I honestly believe as I sit here today that life after death is so, so real and so, so awesome that you cannot compare it to the life that we live. Guys, don't be fearful of death. And if you've lost somebody that have died, don't wish them back. Don't wish them back. They're probably much better off where they are now. They're not even thinking about coming back. Let them go in peace. God knows what he's doing. He created them and he took them. He knows what he's doing. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Cheers.